If you're seeking to expand your business and maintain its resilience, FM Global is your ideal property insurance partner. Backed by more than 180 years of engineering expertise and scientific research, we offer cutting-edge solutions to safeguard your business today, ensuring your prosperity tomorrow. From their studio in the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's the Boomer and the Babe Show with Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Join Pete and Deborah and their guests as they give voice to 78 million baby boomers from coast to coast and border to border. Now here are the Boomer and the Babe, Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Yes, indeed, it is the Boomer and the Babe Show. It is 11 o'clock on the West Coast and 2 o'clock in the hurricane-driven East Coast, where our guest is calling from today. Uh, our guest is Mr. Tom Greisel. Tom Greisel, rather, he is author of Turbocharged, uh, a way to eat differently and not exercise and still lose weight. And Tom has been with us before on our Arizona Boomer radio show because he actually lives here in Arizona. But I just got the lowdown on his 40th class reunion, so that's what puts him back on the East Coast. Tom, welcome to the Boomer and the Babe Show on the National Show. How are you today? I'm doing great, Pete. Thanks for having me on again. Well, I tell you, I'm glad to have you on. I I, I appreciate the fact that you brought me some copies of your books, and I've been looking through them. And, and one of the things in there, and we'll get right into this today, but one of the things in there, I understand that as you and I were talking, that we got to kind of take the old stuff out of the refrigerator and put the new stuff in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's that there's that process, and uh, that's kind of the process that I'm looking at right now, frankly. And um, the other thing is, I got some special dietary needs due to a, new, uh, a situation that I'm uh, battling, and uh, so I've got to make sure that I accommodate those needs as well. So uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, interesting experiment for me once I get fully into it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, uh, tell our audience a little bit, because you have told me already uh, a little bit more about uh, Tom and and your sister, Diane. You've written this book together. Um, How did it come to pass? Well, uh, my sister, Diane, my younger sister, Diane, has a Ph.D. in nutrition. And over the years, the two of us have been really interested in health and fitness and nutrition. and uh, in a prior life, she was a uh, nutritional counselor and uh, a nutritional expert on a lot of shows uh, in New York City. Uh, I went into um, a small investment banking company, and she started a PRIR firm for uh, small uh, public companies, which she still owns. And um, and so we were always wanted to work on a project together. So when I wrapped up my investment banking business in California, uh, the um, we were uh, you know some of the ideas for turbocharge were coming together uh, over the years. So we decided we were going to put you know put all of our thoughts down on paper and start experimenting with them and experimenting with family and friends. And everybody was getting good results, and, and they were encouraging us to write a book. So it, it all just came together. Uh, and then we decided that what we wanted to do, what Turbocharge, you know, we had a vision for Turbocharge to make it the 
simplest and the easiest to follow and the easiest to understand, um, for lack of a better term, diet. But you, you've looked at the material. It's really a lifestyle. Uh, it it's is, got it eight. Is. Yeah, it's got eight steps to it, and you know, part of it is diet, but there's a lot more to it. Uh, but we we tried to distill it down to the most important, uh, the most important things that somebody needs to do. Um, and you know, and how to avoid you know making the mistakes that most people that all of a sudden find themselves overweight and wanna and and wanna get rid of it. Uh, we try to you know explain what the mistakes that most people make. Do uh, a, a lot of times uh, I think when people diet, you know, in the in the in the old sense of the word diet, that they have these what I think are probably unrealistic expectations and uh it, it and it it may well defeat the goals mm-hmm. how do how do you think how is it that you think people overestimate what they can accomplish in the short term and underestimate what they can accomplish in the long term well you know one of the things one of the reasons why tur- well, I always say that turbocharged is a is a is a wellness book disguised as a rapid fat loss book because that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to lose 20 pounds in a week or 40 pounds, you know, in you know in two weeks, uh, you know, and they have these expectations that they're you know they're just going to eat healthy, they're going to go to the gym every single day, and they're going to do all these things, and they think that you know that they're going to undo years worth of uh, years worth of of extra fat, you know, in a couple of weeks. And, you know, we, we've developed a program that works really well and really fast, but it does, take, it does take time depending upon where someone starts. So, you know, people, people, you know, we're kind of an instant gratification society, and people think that, you know, that they're going to get in shape in a month or two, uh, and that just doesn't, that doesn't happen. But we had somebody... And I don't know whether any of your listeners heard it, but we actually had a fellow who lives in Escondido, California, who was on the Today Show on the Today Show on Monday, this past Monday, you know, uh, just just about a week, you know, just oh, just a week ago, who had lost 150 pounds following the turbocharged program. I think I talked about him on the last show. 150 pounds in the last 13 months. Wow! And so he. You know, he, he had uh, some health challenges, and his and he had a problem with his knee. And his doctor uh, in California, his orthopedic surgeon, recommended the book, uh, and he bought it. And you know, I hadn't told we he hadn't contacted Diane and I till uh, till he was already into it for six months. And he he, he had he had been on the program for about seven months, and he had already lost about a hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah, and uh, and so you know, and so when you you know that's and that's a lot. I mean, you know, when you think about it, on average, on average, that's about I would say you know three four pounds a week. Yes, yes, that's a bunch. That's a bunch. It is. It is. You know, and so you know, a lot of you know health people will say, well, you should really only lose one or two pounds a week. You know, and we don't believe that's true. You know, we think people can actually lose three to five pounds a week. Uh, you know, and this fellow Chuck is a perfect example because you know he continued to lose three to four pounds a week for a full year. Well, I'm going to suggest, and I don't know, but maybe you can answer this question. It's not the weight loss of the three or four pounds in a short period of time, a week, as the case might be, that is the problem. I think the problem is when you stop losing and you put it all back on plus. That's when you have your problems. 
Yes. Well, you know what? There's a couple of that's an extremely good point, Pete, because most people when they diet, um, you know, they don't understand why that happens. And I still think that people have a misunderstanding about why that happens. And you know, and what diet? A lot of the things that we have in the book, you know, seem to be a little bit counterintuitive or controversial. But you know, they've proven themselves time after time. One of the biggest problems when people go on these uh, on all kinds of diets or crash diets. They, they reduce their calories, they increase their aerobic exercise, and they try and eat a balanced diet. And what ends up happening is that if the scale goes down 20 pounds, almost half of that weight turns out to be lean body mass, which is muscle and muscle and water and things like that, which is not good. Um, and, you know, from a survival point, our bodies recognize that losing fat is okay, but losing muscle and lean body mass is not okay. And what it does is it triggers uh, ancient survival mechanisms, and it, and it actually causes feelings of hunger. And it's very difficult to fight those feelings of hunger, Pete. So what happens then is, is when people finally break down, they think it's their willpower, but it's really a bad method. Uh, you know, they used a bad method to, to, try and, to try and get in shape. And so when they start eating again, if they go back to their old way of eating – uh, you know, which is, you know, just kind of a, just an American-style diet. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, anything even bad. Even people who think they're eating good are not eating that great. When they go back to a regular diet, when they put that 20 pounds back on, nature plays a cruel trick, and probably only, only two pounds out of, you know, only two pounds out of every 10 pounds are muscle. So even if they get, only go back up to their old, to their old weight, to the exact weight that they were before, they actually are fatter than they were when they started because they have less muscle. They weigh the same on the scale, but they have less muscle. So one of the things that we point out in the book is you have to use the proper measurement. You have to have a proper way to measure your progress. And in Turbocharged, we look at fat loss, and we specialize in fat loss, and we, and we, and we do everything possible to maintain lean body mass while people are losing fat. And that's what makes the diet different than other diets. People on turbocharge lose almost exclusively fat and maintain all their muscle. So that's what you're saying is to focus on uh, is to uh, it's wrong to focus on scale weight. Instead, you need to focus on fat loss. Yeah, you need to focus on your body composition, which is, I, we always call it because turbocharge has got an automotive theme to it. So we call it, you want to focus on your power to weight ratio. So you need, you need a, way to, a way to make sure that as the scale is going down, that you're actually losing fat, as much fat as possible, and not lean body mass. Now, for your listeners, on our website, uh, turbochargediet.com, on our website, there's a, a body fat, it's free, it's a body fat calculator. It's based on a calculation from the U.S. Navy, and uh, men put in a couple of, just a couple of simple measurements, their waist measure around their navel, around their neck, uh, they put in their height, their weight, their age, things like that. They just put those numbers in, and it will give them uh, an instant readout of, their, of what their body composition is, how much, body, how much fat there is on their body, and how much lean body mass there is. And then, you know, you can use that as, you know, as your guide. You can check that every once in a while. They have those scales that they sell these days, too, that you can step on, and it takes a reading, and it will tell you what your body fat is. Because just because your scale weight is going down, if you're losing, 
Your clothes may fit looser, but you're just going to look like a shrunken version of yourself. You know, you're, it's not, it's, 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 you're, you know, you're, you're not going to be happy. You're going to, because it, what you want to do is you want to keep all your muscle and lose all your fat. And that's when you see a, a dramatic transformation. When people talk about, uh, I'm retaining water, whether mm-hmm. it be, whether they be male or female, it doesn't much matter. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. I mean, people retain water from time to time for various reasons. Mm-hmm. But when people are talking about retaining water, do you retain, or is there a difference? Do you retain more water because you have more fat, or do you retain more water because you have more muscle? You know what? There is our bodies. Our bodies are you know, at least a healthy body you know, is probably a little over 70% water, okay? So we all have lots of fluid in our bodies. And I think that when people talk about, you know, when they're retaining water, what's happening is is they're, uh, you know, they're retaining more like inter, uh, intracellular water, you know, that's, they feel a little bit, you know, they, they start to get a little bit bloated, and that that's, that's not a healthy sign. You know, people who are retaining water, it's generally, you know, it's generally, you know, is a, uh, you know, a physiological condition that's, you know, that's not healthy. Um, on our program, we have people drink a lot of water because, believe it or not, most people walk around in a dehydrated state to one extent or another. You know, and that's another controversial point, but it's, you know, it's a fact. And so we actually have people uh have you know drink adequate amounts of water so that they stay hydrated and by drinking enough water pure water and not and you know and not all kinds of every liquid is not good for you um but pure water is the best and so actually by by always being properly hydrated the the uh the frequency of feeling bloated or retaining water is is you know as much is you know is 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 much more infrequent so uh there are I've heard of some people saying you know um uh, I'm I'm fasting. Uh, I'm going to lose weight by fasting and all I'm going to do is drink water. Um uh, I I take it you don't think that's a, a very bright thing to do. Well, you know what? I think that I think that you know our bodies are actually designed to you know to be able to survive without food. Okay? It's a, it's it, you know it's something it's it's one of the reasons why you know, humans are still on the planet and a lot of other animals are not because we do have this ability to survive without food on our stored body fat for a long period of time. But no, I don't think that that's the best way to, uh, you know, to, to diet because, uh, because there are much better ways to do it. I mean, obviously you can, you can, uh, you know, you can, you know, you don't eat anything. You're going to lose weight. There's no doubt about that. But a lot of it is probably going to be uh, lean body mass. And so that's, once again, that's something that we don't want to happen. Uh, The other thing is, is that while you are uh, fasting on just water, your, your body is not taking in any nutrients. You know, you would be much better off eating, you know, pounds of non starchy uh, and green leafy vegetables, which have almost no calories at all, but supply, uh, you know, uh, just a major amounts of nutrition. They, you know, leafy greens and non-starchy vegetables, you know, have the highest nutrients per calorie 
uh, of, of any food out there. You know, and fruits run a close second, and lean proteins. So those are the kind of things that we encourage people to eat so that their body is not only, is not only you know, uh, not only do they have a reduction in calories uh, because they're eating very nutrient-dense foods that have a lot of fiber, a lot of water content, but they're nourishing their body on a cellular level. Our bodies know when we are mal, uh, malnourished. And interestingly enough, even though people are eating lots of calories today, the kind of foods that they're eating and these processed foods that are so common today uh, provide calories and enough calories to, make us, to, to have us gain body fat, but not enough calories to really nourish us. And our cells know that, and that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, why uh, scientists think that we might be hungrier than we should be because our bodies are not being nourished at a cellular level, so we eat. But the problem is, is people eat more processed foods that have all of the nutrients stripped out of them, and they end up malnourished but still getting fatter because they're eating all of these calories, extra calories that they don't need. Empty yeah, empty, yeah, exactly. Empty calories, and plus then they got all the preservatives and all the rest of that stuff in there, mm-hmm. too. It isn't going to help you any at all. Right. I think I mentioned this when, when we spoke last, that I had this friend that he uh, – he had lost a significant amount of weight, and we said, "Oh my gosh, uh, you know, where, how'd you lose your weight? I hope you weren't sick, you know." And they said, "No, I, I think he called it the BPP diet: no beer, no potatoes, no pasta." Mm-hmm. And uh, I understand that those items, uh, bread uh, and bread, yeah, BBPP: bread, beer, potatoes, and pasta. And I understand that those just plain flat turn to fat and sugar in your body. Is that is that true? Well, you know, it doesn't exactly work like that, Pete. But let's 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 look at why. There's a couple of reasons why those are not the best selections, particularly if you're trying to lose excess body fat. Well, the first reason is is that they're not very nutrient dense. You know, they fall in that category of providing calories but not many nutrients. Mm-hmm. The second the second reason why is more is is more of their effect that they have on our bodies from a physiological standpoint. Um, you know, foods, you know, starchy foods like that, uh, you know, concentrated what we call them in the book, we talk about concentrated carbohydrates. Um, you know, pasta, grains, processed foods that are made with those products, um yeah, alcohol, certain things like that, but concentrated carbohydrates. And alcohol is not really good. It's not really a good example um, because it's not really a carbohydrate. It's an alcohol. But beer does have carbohydrates in it. But concentrated carbohydrates, uh, when you when you put them in your system, when you eat pasta, even though it's a starch, starches are converted into sugar in the body. That's 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 what we. That's when you when you take in a starch. Uh, either from a potato or from you know or from a grain or pasta, your body digests it and it turns into uh, you know and your body turns it into you know uh, simple sugars which are absorbed into your blood. Now what happens then is is your body and there's a reason for this. I'm, uh, but let me just before I tell you what happens, what you need to know is those are foods. Now we've we've been evolving on this planet for hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of years. 
And those particular products, grains have only been around for about 10,000 of that, which is just a blink of the eye. And there are all these other products that haven't even been around for 100 years. If you look back 100 years, there's a lot of things that are on the supermarket shelf that were never there. So while we were evolving, our bodies never had concentrated carbohydrates. I mean, maybe every once in a while if they wanted to get stung by a bee and they went into a beehive and grabbed some honey, but there was really no concentrated carbohydrates out there. It was all... Uh, you know, high water content, very fibrous fruits, vegetables, and, you know, and proteins, you know, that don't have any carbohydrates at all. So our bodies, you know, for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, were not exposed to concentrated carbohydrates. And so when we eat them, they have a strange effect on our body, which, uh, you know, which is, which is actually very important to understand, and we go through it in the book. What happens is, is they're converted into sugar. But our blood, our bodies are not, are not designed to handle high levels of sugar in our blood. So we have mechanisms in place. We have physiological mechanisms that clear that, that sugar out. And that's why people, if, they, if they're not familiar with insulin, that is one of the, that is one of the uh, purposes of insulin and objectives and, and jobs of insulin is to is to normalize you know blood sugar and the way they do that and the way it does that is you know it converts this extra sugar in the blood into either glycogen which is uh, you know which is a storage mode for sugar and you we store it in our cells some in our muscle cells some in our livers but anything that's but we have limited we have very very limited storage capacity for glycogen and once our glycogen stores are full then that excess sugar is converted to body fat. So if we're constantly supplying our bodies with these concentrated carbohydrates, we never have a chance, we never have a chance to use our, our stored body fat because we're always in the storage mode. So we're not, in the, we're not in the mode, like if you don't eat anything, your body will start to use your body fat for fuel. Or if, you, or if you have a calorie deficit and you're eating the right things, your body will actually start to use your own body fat for fuel. But if you're constantly feeding your body these concentrated carbohydrates and keeping your sugar levels high, uh, among other problems that they can cause, I mean, diabetes uh, you know, can be caused by, you know, regardless of what you know, other people will say, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of opinions about this, but... Concentrated carbohydrates are a uh, and the and the and the uh, explosion of eating concentrated carbohydrates are a very uh, a very big reason behind this you know obesity uh, and and particularly diabetic uh, explosion that we have right now. So though going back to that you know pasta, potatoes, and beer, the white stuff, they're really kind of empty calories. They raise our blood sugar, and yes, they do have a tendency to keep us in fat storage mode as opposed to fat burning mode. Well, I, I've met you in person when you dropped these nice enough to drop these books by, and uh, and you just uh, you're in uh, in Connecticut on the East Coast because you went to your 40th class reunion, correct? Yes, that's correct. Now. I know in having spoken with you and uh, in the last show that you were on with us that you were indicating that people would be surprised at what you eat uh, because because you eat a lot of stuff and um, 
a lot of things that people would go, well, how can you be so thin or how can you be so spelt uh, by with eating that type of thing? So my question to you is, here you are for two days of yaha and celebration in Connecticut for your four-year class reunion. What did you eat and drink? Well, you know, the, 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 to, to, for the, tr- the truth really is, is that I've been on the road, Pete. I left Arizona on the 10th of October. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've been on the road for 19 days now. And, you know, and just this past weekend I happened to be, I happened to be at, at the reunion. So, you know, I was, you know, and I was visiting with people the whole time. So, I, um, so it's more than just a weekend. You know, I've been exposed to, you know, having to figure out what to eat while I'm on the road and at people's houses. But I do kind of pick and choose. Um, and what do I eat? I stick with the foods that we list as turbocharged foods. I stick with, you know, eating uh, fruits, vegetables, non-starchy vegetables mostly. But I do eat, but I do eat, uh, you know, sweet potatoes or potatoes. You know, when they're around, I usually don't order them in the restaurants. But if somebody's serving them, I eat them. You know, I'll eat lean proteins. Uh, you know, I drink a lot of water. I don't always. I only eat when I'm hungry, and because I've been following turbocharged. For so long, I've been following the program for so long, most of the time, when I get up in the morning, I usually, you know, I'll usually just have water for a while, I know, and then I'll have a cup of coffee or two. Um, but I'm usually not hungry till the, you know, till the middle of the day. I used to eat breakfast all the time. You know, people think that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but it's really not. It's really not. Um, what, you, what people really need first thing in the morning is water. You know, everyone is dehydrated when they wake up in the morning. And the proof is, we can prove that to any of your listeners, all they have to do is get on the scale right before they go to bed. Go to the bathroom and then get on the scale and then go to bed and wake up in the morning, you know, and get on the scale again, and they're going to weigh at least two pounds less, depending upon their size. Even the smallest woman is going to weigh two pounds less. And where did that two pounds go? What is that? And it's water that we've lost over the night from either, you know, either from, you know, normal, you know, urine or, or breathing or, or moisture through our skin. So, you know, and two pounds of water weighs, uh, you know, I mean, two, two pounds of water is about a quart. If you weighed a quart of water, it would be about two pounds. So I always tell people, everyone, everyone wakes up in the morning at least a quart low. So the thing that we really need first thing in the morning is water. You know, people's stomachs are empty. People often confuse, that's another thing that we talk about in the book, people often confuse thirst for hunger. You know, they have an empty stomach, they're thirsty, but they really think they're hungry because they're just so so used to that phenomenon. So what we have people do is we have people drink 16 ounces or more of water when they feel hungry and ask them to wait 15 minutes and see if they still feel hungry, and most people don't. That's one of our secrets in the book. Uh, for helping people lose weight because we use water differently than other people. We don't sip water throughout the day. We actually drink enough of it to fill our stomachs whenever we're, whenever we're, whenever we're either hungry or thirsty. Well, it's interesting we got on this little bit of a topic here now of water because I drink a pretty good amount of water. Mm-hmm. And actually, I should probably watch what I drink because my issues that I have is, are, are with kidneys. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but I I drink water. I drink a lot of water, and I mm-hmm. and I and I have I have no fortunately I have no trouble releasing the water mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, so I've been kind of trying a little bit, not 
full wholeheartedly, but I've been concentrating on eating, drinking more water in the mornings than I have in the past since you and I spoke. Mm-hmm. And I will and I will say that I do notice a difference. And I and I notice a difference when I get up and I take the dog for our little our little morning walk. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm finding is that I'm not huffing and puffing like I was when I had put some food in my belly, or mm-hmm. as much as or as much food in my belly. Well, uh, and uh, it's, it's very. I'm just finding it interesting. Well, you know, like I said in the book, you know, there's there's a lot of different pieces, to, not a lot, but there's the the critical pieces are what we put together. The other reason why the other reason why people who are trying to improve their body composition and lose their excess body fat, the other reason why skipping breakfast is a good idea, is because when we um, when we when we first when we first wake up in the morning after not eating all night you are actually in and most people never get in this condition except for the 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 tail end of the night it takes about 6 hours from your last meal before your body fully digests it and you'll actually start using your own body fat stores for energy and that happens, so think about it, if somebody eats, even if they eat, finish eating at 6 o'clock at night, you know, they, they start in, you know, in a fat-burning mode around midnight. And if they wake up first thing in the morning and the first thing they do is start eating food, particularly, you know, like uh, something starchy that's going to increase their blood sugar right away, they stop that fat-burning immediately. So, you know, they've not only, you know, so not only have they started eating, you know, by eating breakfast, they've stopped their fat burning, and they haven't given their bodies what their bodies really need, which is, which is you know, water, pure water to get, you know, to get their hydration level back up again. So the, the, the water is, as you say, you lose it during the course of the evening just by, or the night, rather, just by your normal activity of sleeping and... Right, normal metabolic activity, breathing... Okay. Every time you breathe, every time, you know, your breath, every time you breathe, you're breathing out water out of your system. It's out, so coming that, out of your breath. You know, here's a perfect example. When it's cold out, so you don't see this down in Arizona, but I'm up here in Connecticut now. When it's cold, for every one you listed is where it's cold out. When it's cold outside and you breathe, what, what is that cloud that you see that comes out of your, that comes out of your mouth? It's it's uh, it's it's like a fog, and that's what it is. It's moisture. So your just your normal respiration uses a lot of water, and it is water. It's not coffee. It's not soda. It's water because that's what your body extracts from those liquids, hopefully, and that is what it uses in the metabolic processes. So when you're breathing, water is coming out. In Arizona. Okay, in Arizona, it's very dry there. We don't sweat very much out there, right, Pete? So, but what happens is, is the reason why we don't and we don't notice this is our cooling system is sweat. Another, another very unique, hum, a very unique human property. Animals don't sweat like us. Sweat, and that cools us down. So, in Arizona, you don't even sweat, but yet your body, your skin, is constantly releasing moisture. 
And then through food processing and other normal, normal metabolic processes that go on within your cells, flushing out the cells, you know, just your whole engine in your body uses water, a lot of water. And the water goes through, and that's, you know, and, then, and, and that's how you flush um, just normal metabolic waste out of your system or any other kind of toxin that you put in. Hopefully, you're hydrated enough and you have enough water in your system where you're processing that, those wastes, that metabolic waste or any other kind of waste through your kidneys because if it doesn't get processed through your kidneys, then your liver has to take care of it and your liver wasn't designed to take care of things like that. It's kind of an overload. It's kind of a safety mechanism overload and it's not, that's not good for you. It's not good to, you know, it's not good to put undue stress on your liver when your kidneys are were designed to 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 take care of that. When people talk about their metabolic rate, mm-hmm. what what are they referring to? Their metabolic rate is the amount of calories, your base metabolic rate or BMR is the amount of calories that you burn just sitting around at rest. So if you were sleeping or sitting in a chair and not doing anything, that would be the amount of calories that you burn. Now, people say, oh, when I go on a diet or I have a slow metabolism or I have this or my metabolism got slowed over the years, what drives everyone's metabolism is lean body mass, muscles, basically. The more muscles you have, the more bone mass you have, the more muscles you have, the higher your metabolism or your base metabolic rate is going to be. Now, that's the big problem. When people go on a traditional diet, you know, this uh, cut your calories, you know, increase your exercise, and eat a balanced diet, what they end up doing is if they lose 20 pounds, they lose 10 pounds of muscle. Now, when you lose 10 pounds, not, not always, but, you know, that's, it's not uncommon. They end up losing a lot of muscle. And what happens then is, is that is what reduces their metabolism. You know, there are a lot of people who will tell you, they're, you know, they're, they're boomers, they'll say, you know, I weigh the same amount as I did, you know, when I was in high school or college. But if you look at them, they don't look like they looked <laughs> was, when they were in high school or college. That was, that was my comment. Well, yeah. my gosh, my gosh you, you certainly don't look the same. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. You know, I have people who look at me and they say, oh, I weigh the same amount as you, and I'm with the same height. I'm like, yeah, but you don't look like me. Mm-hmm. And the difference, and the difference is muscle. The difference is muscle. So the more muscle mass that we have, the higher our metabolic rate is going to be. So when here's a key here's a key that we point out in turbo in turbocharge, is that is why when you are dieting, you want to make sure that what you're losing is fat and not muscle, because every bit of muscle that you lose, you are reducing your metabolic rate, which means you have to eat less to even maintain your same weight. Now, on turbocharge, it's not uncommon because we do these simple, these simple strength training exercises that don't stress the body. They build lean body mass instead of using lean body mass like aerobic exercise, which it does. Uh, and so people on turbocharged either maintain all their lean body mass or they actually gain lean body mass so that their base metabolic rate stays the same or even goes up in some cases. And when we add 
just a little bit more basic activity. Once again, I told you this the last time, the whole time we're talking, I am pacing the room. The more time we tell people, the more time you can spend up on your feet, the better. Mm-hmm. And the more calories you're actually going to burn because you burn uh, a significant more, uh, uh, higher amount of calories even just standing than sitting or laying down. Well, and I will venture a guess, and you'll probably concur with this, is it's kind of like the more you move, the more you move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're up and about, you're moving, you're uh, uh, walking, you're this, you're that, whatever the case might be, the more of that you do, the more of that you will do. That's and right. It, and, and if you get... Uh, Fat, obese, lethargic. You're sitting. You sit there in your. You sit there in your chair, and you. Uh, oh God, I'm not going to get up to hell with it. This just is too comfortable. I'm just going to sit here. That's and, right. And that and that becomes habitual. Yes, it does. Because what happens is is interestingly enough, muscle is a use it or lose it thing. You can't. You can have the best diet in the world. The best diet in the world. But if you're not using your muscles, you are losing your muscles. And that's what people don't really understand. Because, you, and you could, everybody hear this, if you don't, if your listeners don't believe it, all they have to do is think about taking a perfectly healthy young man in his prime, having him break his leg, put his leg in a cast, and he could be eating the, we could feed him the most perfect diet on the planet that every scientist on the planet agrees is a perfect diet, including us. And guess what? When we take that cast off, what is his leg going to look at look like compared to the other one? It's, it's going to look very, very shrunken, very atrophied. So, what's the what was the difference? He just didn't use it. So, what happens is is when people we start people out slow if at whatever level they're at. That's the good part about the book. People start wherever they are. We have athletic people, people who are very fit, but they're still overweight and they want to get lean. We have those people, and we show them how to do it. And then we have couch potatoes, and we show them how to do it. Uh, and everybody starts wherever they, wherever they start. You know, Everybody starts somewhere. It doesn't matter. But what we do is we do get people moving more and more, and you're absolutely right. The more you move, the more you move, and it just and it and 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 as people see that, particularly you know they just start to enjoy it. Well, here here's what I know on a, on a very personal basis. Just just me, um, I used to play golf. Shoot, I played golf four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. No, I played with a golf cart, but nonetheless, I played golf four or five times a week. Um, the the fact is that when I started having these other issues. My energy was starting to wane, and I just didn't feel well, and so mm-hmm. on, you know, and so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. it got it got worse and worse and worse. Now I have seemed to have plateaued, and I have started back into a little bit of a program with regard to walking, as I mentioned with the dog. I even went—I don't know if I mentioned this to you last time or not—but I went out and I hit a bucket of balls in the driving range. Now I know that when I hit that same bucket of balls back a, a while back, a year ago. Uh, I would hit that ball, and I would I could be able to smack that thing out there a, a fair amount. I mean, for a, for a hack golfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, I can't swing as hard. I can't hit it as far. Uh, 
uh, just all kinds of uh, all kinds of issues, and we seem to have lost Tom on the line. So I think we've got some hurricane problems that are causing issues. So we're going to kind of just sit here and wait for Tom to call back in again. He has dropped off the line. That's interesting. We had the same issue before when. Um, when uh, we had a call coming in through New York in our previous show today, so we're going to just kind of sit here, and I think we're still on the air, because uh, mine is still up, and it says on air. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to play some commercial package right now, and then uh, once we do that, we're going to be going uh, back to Tom as soon as he calls in. We discussed the fact that this might happen, so we're going to give you about two minutes of a commercial package, and we'll be right back. Uh, hopefully with Tom. Uh, oh, there he is. There he is. He's back right now. We'll get back in again. Okay, Tom, we're back. We lost okay, you there for good. a minute. And I was just about to go into a commercial package while we waited for you to come back online. I, I, apparently, um, I, apparently, Sandy's causing some problems <laughs> as we speak. And they're just starting. Yes, absolutely. Wow, this is a this is two two shows in a row. Very interesting. So uh, I was saying, I don't know when did when did uh, well when we did were you... talking about we were talking about your golf swing. Oh yes, yes, and uh, it's not as fast, it's not as forceful, and I don't hit it as far, mm-hmm. and it's because I have in that period of time lost some muscle. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 and it's it's plain as the nose on my face. Hmm. So that's exactly what you've been talking about. Yep. And what we show is we show people how to, once again, how to start from wherever they are. I mean, this fellow, Chuck, who lost 150 pounds, you know, he had, you know, knee problems. That's what, his, that's what he was going to. He had fell off a ladder. He had knee problems. He couldn't move around. He has back problems. He's, he can only do very limited exercise. So he lost 150 pounds doing very limited Exercise. So, you know, people who don't really like exercise, you know, we can, uh, you know, our, you know, our system actually revolves around just the right amount of exercise, and that's different for every person. You know, if you're out of shape, you have you start from being out of shape. If you're very much into shape, you can tolerate a, lo- a little bit more exercise. But our our goal is always to get people up and moving, you know, a little bit more and a little bit more to wherever they feel comfortable. But people, you know, we don't try and turn people into, you know, long-distance runners or marathoners because, you know, most people don't have the time nor the inclination to do that. You know, but if they like to play golf, we get them out on the golf course more uh, and having more fun playing golf. You know, if they if they like to run, great. You know, we'll get them leaner than they've ever been. Uh, and, you know, some people just, they don't care. They just want to be able to get around the house and do the yard work and do things like that, and you know, and that's great too. So we're not trying to create athletes. What we're really trying to do is create lean, healthy people. Right, right. Tell me, talk to me a little bit about dietary supplements, pills uh, for weight loss as part of the strategy. Uh, what, what do you think of all that? Uh, well, you know what? In turbocharged, there are no supplements, there are no pills, there are no special meals. There's really nothing at all to buy. Uh, the supplement business is a very large business in the United States uh, and all over the world, actually. Uh, it's a big money business, and I, you know, I think that you know. And by the way, it's a business. We once again, I always go back to 
you know, our history as human beings. Supplements are uh, a very, even vitamin supplements. I mean, you know, the first vitamin supplements came out in the early 1900s. Okay, that's when they first started discovering vitamins. So when you think about it, vitamins, vitamin pills even, okay, and we've got all these new supplements that nobody really understands what they are. Um, all of these new supplements, every, every one of these supplements is less than 100 years old. Okay? They're not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, and people sell supplements you know, based on rather extreme claims. And if they're not based on rather extreme claims, they kind of sell them based on fear. And by that I mean they sell them as insurance. Uh, well, you, if you don't, if you're not getting all the vitamins you need, you know, you should probably take this pill. Or if you're not getting this much, you should take this pill. Or if you've ever had a back pain, it might be because you're missing this and you need this pill. And and it's uh, for hundreds of thousands of years, we got every nutrient that we needed, and we survived on this planet and thrived on this planet when other, lots of other. Uh, organisms, you know, went extinct, okay? And we did that without as much food as we have around today and with no supplements. So we can get virtually every vitamin and mineral we need from our food, you know, and what we really need to do is eat the correct foods for us as human beings, you know, and that's not, unfortunately, that's not processed food. That's not cake. That's not cookies. Uh, you know, it's fruits and vegetables and beans and, and eggs and fish and meat, and it's things like that, the same kind of foods we've been eating for hundreds of thousands of years that we were very healthy on. It's interesting. Uh, I'm in several networking groups, and, and there's, there is not a networking group out there that I am aware of that doesn't have at least – I'm going to say two or three people that are selling some kind of a supplement, That's some true. kind of a nutritional supplement, whether it's pills, whether it's powder, whether it's fluids, whatever it is, mix them up, whatever you're going to do. Take this, take my fluid, throw in her powder, and drink it, and drink it with my pills. Uh, it's just unbelievable. And there's one person that is very, very successful in the sale of her supplements. Mm-hmm. And and one of her key lines, which I find very interesting, he says, if you've got headaches and you've got aches and pains and stuff like that, that is not because you have an aspirin or a Tylenol deficiency. You know and, what? That's true. Uh, well, uh, that's what she uses. That's what she uses to sell her supplement. And I agree. And I agree with that. I mean, that's the point. I mean. Uh, just because you have a headache, it doesn't mean you have an aspirin or a Tylenol deficiency. Supplement or no supplement, that doesn't matter. That's uh, right. It, Who it, who's never had a, had a had a headache or a backache? Exactly, exactly. But it doesn't mean that you need to. Ha- it doesn't mean that your your system is lacking in Tylenol. <laughs> well, no, it could be. It could be because you had a little bit too much alcohol. I, I may have I may have experienced a little bit of that over my high school reunion. Oh, a little foggy, <laughs> a little foggy in the morning, were you, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was two late nights in a row, so I'm not yeah. sure whether it was lack of sleep or uh, you know or overconsumption. No, I was going to say it's lack of sleep. Must be. <laughs> Absolutely. How important is it to measure your stress levels? Stress levels. 
Well, you know what? There's, you know what? Any kind of stress, you know, when we talk about it, it all gets back. We tie things back. One of the main takeaways that, you know, and, and not everybody gets it. I mean, you know, we're going to come out with our second edition of the book one of these days, and maybe we'll make it a little bit clearer. But once again, we all, everything to us relates back to lean body mass and retaining lean body mass. And any kind of stress, any kind of stress releases stress hormones. And stress hormones uh, are, you know, are one of the reasons why you lose lean body mass. So even if you exercise too stressfully, okay, you, you'll, you'll, you'll release hormones that will cause least loss of lean body mass. If you're under constant, chronic, chronic, constant stress, our bodies were built to withstand acute stress, which means, you know, all of a sudden we meet up with a bear and we have to run or we have to kill it, we have to do one or the other, and we're stressed out for a little while, but it's over very quickly. Either they kill us or we get away or we kill them, and it's done. And then we go back to just kind of hanging out and relaxing. In our world today, you know, we've got financial problems and we've got our, you know, our mortgage payments and we've got kids and, you know, we have all these other things that, that actually, you know, cause stress. And exercise, too much exercise only adds to that stress load. And all of those things, uh, you know, produce hormonal changes in our body that are not good. So managing stress, not exercising too hard, and managing chronic stresses and, and these things that stress us out during the day is very, is very, very important. And here's a freebie for your listeners. If they go onto the website and go in our website store, which is turbochargeddiet.com, nice and easy to remember, turbochargeddiet.com, go into the store, and there's two free things that they can get there. One is a mini recipe book, uh, which will give them an idea of, uh, it's over 50 recipes in the mini recipe book, but it will give them an idea of the, uh, of the kind of things that turbochargers eat. The other thing that's on there in the store is a free beginner meditation download okay you can download it to computer you can listen to it and it's a and most people i know lots of people who we have we have other ones that we sell but this one this one's a great one and it's for free download it and that's one of those things that people who just sit down and listen to it once or twice a day uh they tell us they sleep better they tell us it's a great it's just it's just a wonderful recording and it's one that's one way to manage stress and so, you know, that's something that, you know, I, I recommend that everybody do and, uh, you know, and see, you know, and see if they enjoy it. But people who could do that, you know, and listen, other people, if you, you know, if you don't meditate or have some sort of relaxation uh, technique that you could use every day to kind of just downshift and, you know, and, and just slow down for a little while, you know, you need to find one. Well, I I do believe uh, that uh, people that are stressed um, through just the normal activities of life because they have, I call them burdens, I don't care what you want to call them, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and they're worried about them and so on and so forth, one of the things that they do is they go to the refrigerator and they look for that comfort food because they are stress eaters, stressful yes. eaters, yes. and they look for that comfort food. They look for that... Um, sausage and biscuits, or, or whatever, yeah. or, cake know, whatever. or candy, or or whatever, or, because it makes them feel good on a temporary basis. Right. It gives them a sugar high, and they 
manage for a very short period of time to forget about their stressors? Well, you know, it's, there's even more to it than that, Pete. Um, everyone, everyone, and you know, and and our book, The Turbocharged Mind, explains this. But everyone uh, grew up in our society. Virtually everyone grew up with food as a comfort and as a reward. Okay, you know, if you eat, if you do all your homework. You know, you can have cookies or ice cream, you know, for dessert. If you eat all your food, you can have dessert. You know, okay, great, we come out, let's, uh, you know, it's a special day, let's go to the ice cream store, let's, you know, go to this store. Or, And so we all have these positive connections from our childhood with food. And, right. uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, and for, that's why they call it comfort food, because, you know, if you are a little bit stressed out or something like that, eating can change your mood and make you feel good. And some food does that, you know, better than, you know, better than others. Uh, but, you know, but, but for sure, you know, people need to, you know, understand that they have these associations and that they need to understand, they, need to, they need to have a way to work with those or work around them so that they don't sabotage their efforts. You know, a lot of people, you know, sabotage their own efforts, and they don't understand why, because these these are associations that are rooted deep in their subconscious minds. Well, some of it too. I mean, it, it goes it goes back to your our, our childhoods, and uh, and if we're not careful, we've probably done it to our own kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, no, you don't get to leave the table until you've eaten your vegetables, mm-hmm. or or you have to actually the vegetables are not too bad. <laughs> you you have to you have to clean your plate before you can have your dessert right. or whatever the case but, but I mean there's always that uh you've got to be a member of the of the clean plate club you know that kind mm-hmm. of stuff whereas in reality <laughs> that kids never going to be a member of the clean plate club because maybe mom and dad you put too damn much on their plate to begin with uh, and, and not to if they're chubby kids, then they definitely are. It's either too much or <laughs> really, usually it's too much of the wrong stuff. Exactly. Well, I'm going to put a lot of mashed potatoes on there because Sally likes mashed potatoes. But exactly, and they have plenty she, of butter and and uh, milk and all kinds of things. And yeah, yeah. we've been eating and, that she, for hundreds of thousands of years. But she, but she won't. She doesn't like broccoli, so we'll just make her eat one little bite of broccoli. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, as far as eating habits and so on, is ingrained, and then we take it to adulthood, and then that's where it. If it doesn't, if it doesn't parlay itself as a child or as an adolescent, then it certainly parlays itself as an adult. Yep, it certainly does. And it's just like putting it in the bank. <laughs> it's just like putting it in the bank. Yeah, well, you know what? As we get, as our waistlines get bigger, it's exactly like putting it in the bank. That's right. That was my point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Tom, we're coming down to the short rows again. We always do. It never fails. This, uh, uh, this, uh, this thing always comes down to the short rows. Why don't you give us all of your, uh, as I called it last time, I still call it the same, your shameless self-promotion. Tell us everything you want to tell us about how people can get hold of you, get hold of your goodies, uh, and uh, um, just whatever they can do to contact you uh, if you do any seminars or anything like that. Okay, great. Well, the best place for everybody to start is once again at the website, Turbocharged diet.com uh, they can download the free recipe book they can download the uh, free beginner meditation they can actually uh, Amazon by the way if they look up the book on Amazon Amazon actually has an excerpt of the whole beginning of the book including the uh, forward 
which was written by the uh, best-selling author and doctor uh, Fred Pescatori, who wrote The Hamptons Diet. Uh, and uh, so they can see that. They can every we write. Um, there's over 300 blog articles on there that people can read, and they'll learn a lot about turbocharged. The um, uh, we also have a uh, Facebook page, which is turbo Facebook sla- Facebook.com slash turbocharged US, uh, and we have interaction with people there. People who buy the book uh, can always, you know, email us and ask us questions, and we answer them all personally. And I guess the last thing that I wanted to say is that we had really good news this past week. Uh, Turbocharged was the best-selling diet and nutrition book on Amazon.com last week. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you very much. That is very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, Deborah would be glad to hear that because she's always trying to work with people to get their books to be the top of category on uh, on Amazon uh, and uh, Kindle and all those others. So uh, I'll tell her that we've had a, a top selling author on the show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you could tell her that overall it was the number twenty six best selling book out of all books on Amazon last week. Oh, wow, that's uh, that's almost even better, isn't it? It is. Very good. Well, Tom, as always, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I appreciate you being with me today. And, uh, enjoy the rest of your stay on the East Coast. Try to stay dry, uh, and, and hopefully your your plane fares and flights out of there aren't uh, aren't too badly uh, disturbed. No, I don't think. Actually, I drove across, so I'm just going to wait for the weather to get nice before I drive back. Ah, good for you. So you're driving all the way back to Arizona? Yes, I am, and I got a couple of stops along the way. It's been it's a month long road trip. Ah, oh, very good. Well, enjoy the rest of it. Thanks, thanks, and you uh, and, and say hello to that cute little boxer you have. Oh yeah, I will do that. Thank you. All very right, much. have a great. Thanks for having me on the show, Pete. Thank you. Nice having you. Take care now. All right, bye bye now. And that was Mr. Tom Grizzell, uh, and uh, he wrote the book Turbocharged. It's all about a diet program, eating healthy, and staying healthy. Uh, I, as I say, I've met Tom. Uh, he doesn't look at all his age. He's a thin. Uh, a guy that really uh, moves around really, really well, and uh, I wish I had half of his energy, quite frankly. Uh, Thanks again for listening. This has been the Boomer the Babe Show, and we're going to be back tomorrow with more programming and uh, and more guests, so please join us at that time, 9 o'clock for Arizona Boomer Radio, 11 o'clock for the Boomer the Babe Show. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Take care now. From the Babe Show, where we bring interesting conversations to the world. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, where we tweet as Boomer and Babe, and on Facebook as Pete Peters 47. As always, you can friend us on Blog Talk Radio or sign up for our newsletter at boomerandthebabe.com. Email us at host at boomerandthebabe.com with any of your comments. Remember, at 50, you're just getting started.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.